One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Moon Underwater, and what a night it is here. It's the peak of harvest time in the correct realm, and we've got the absolute pick of the crop, uh, because we've got Johnny White, also known as Johnny White Really Really, uh, the comedian and musician. Johnny, why the Really Really? Well, because I used to have it as my Facebook name, just so if I liked something, it would say Johnny White really, really likes this. Oh, that's good. But then someone put it on a flyer for a gig because they just thought that it was my name. And then I just sort of, I always wanted to have a slightly different name. And I just thought, oh, it stuck with it. That's why you had to hyphenate it, because otherwise Facebook wouldn't accept it as a... Right. So it's, it's kind of a silly name, but I like... Kit. <laughs> <Good> name, Johnny <laughs> White really, really. And Johnny White really, really wants to know the answers to this week's Moon Underwater pub quiz. Can I answer that? No, I can't. No, of, no. Course oh, you can. of course you can. Robin. Yeah, well, we'll go through. I'll keep. I'll keep. A... Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, yeah, I yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Pa- I, I missed that. Okay, we'll go. Th- we'll, we'll go through the questions. Okay. Again. So this week's exciting pub quiz was about paper. And question one was: Paper is the traditional gift for how many years of marriage? So, Johnny, what what are you thinking there? How many years have you been married? Uh, one. Johnny's gone for one. Mm, but I think I, that sounds ridiculous now. John. I am also going one. It is one. Woo! You're both bang right. Interestingly, 80th is oak. Yeah, so if the Queen is around for another 10 years, she's going to have a oak jubilee, which would be so fun because it's so much worse than platinum. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? So 85th. They're slightly different than the UK and the US, but 85th in the UK is wine. Is it really? And they don't go up to 100? No. Uh, 90th is granite, though. Solid. That's it. Very. Uh, question two was, if I gave you a single sheet of A1 paper, how many pieces of A5 paper could you make out of it? Uh, Johnny, what do you think for that? Well, it's got to be three. Th- are you sure? Uh, well, that sounds like it's wrong. Uh, um, five. <laughs> Okay, five. A5. Easy. John, what do you think? Eight. Eight? No, it's 16. What? Ah! 16. That's ludicrous. 16? It's always dividing by... It's always in half, isn't it? Of these. 
half of A one is A two. Half of A two. Is... So half an A four is half half an A four is sixteen A fives. What? No, A one. I said A one. Oh. I did say A one. You did. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think it's sixteen. Okay. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't get it right. I didn't get it right because I didn't listen properly, and I wouldn't have known even if even if you'd have, even if I've heard it properly. I wouldn't have known. I would have said something different. Ten, maybe. Oh, that's fine. It's a good guess. Okay. Uh, well, no, I mean, it should be divisible by two, really. But what well, for ten is? Uh, no. Let's <laughs> move on. Question three was, in publishing, the left-hand page is known as the Verso page. How is the right-hand page known? Johnny. Um, uh, it's hard. Sedgwick. Sedgwick? Sedgwick. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I'm writing it down. The Sedgwick page. The Sedgwick. John, do you know? Is it Quarto? No, it's recto. Oh, dear. Yes, it's recto. Very well done. You've got that home. So that's level pegging one apiece between Johnny and John. That's good stuff. Great quiz. Very sexy. And Thank you. It's nice to feel a bit more sort of pizzazz in the Moon Underwater pub quiz. Thank you. Thank you. Now then, Johnny, we return to your dream pub, which is unequivocal in its demands to be seen and felt as a pub. Yeah, yeah. It's got high light in the day and low light in the even song, with shafts of light playing around on their merry little dance. E.g. the Exmouth Arms at Exmouth Market. But your choices so far, you've got Asahi, Shipyard Pale Ale, Jammy Red Rue, and uh, Krabby's Alcoholic Ginger Beer. And you did lay a seed of doubt in my mind (laughs) earlier on about your spirit choices. So hit me with your spirit stick. Okay, here we go into the spirit world. Okay, so you know that Ray and Nephew white rum? No. Look at, uh, you know it when you see the Ray and Nephew spelled W-R-A-Y. Okay. Ray and Nephew. Okay, here we go. I'm looking it up in my mind. Oh, it's a nice bottle. Yeah, yeah, it's a great bottle. Very strong. It's quite fancy. It's quite expensive. There you go. 26 bar. I do like that bottle. It's yeah, yellow and green and gold. And how strong is it? 63%. F me. <laughs> and then uh, uh, and then also, the uh, you know, I can't say it, but uh, I can. Jose Cuevo. Well, hang on. Why, why Ray and Nephew? Well, just because... Okay, let me tell you. So, so um, I like uh, drinking rum... Well, because I like drinking rum with stuff, like rum and coke and rum and... Le- rum and lemonade, I think you can. Just rum and sweet stuff. I'm not, and I prefer the white rum to spiced rum because it it feels more, uh, I I can't explain why, but it makes me feel like I'm doing, it's a, it's like more, it's better. It makes me feel better in myself. I don't know why, because it seems older. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm participating in some old ritual when I drink it. But does spiced rum (laughs) just taste too much like an alcopop? No, 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 I can't, I don't know why spiced, um, well, I think spiced rum is a very, actually, even though I'm sure it dates back centuries, the spiced rums you get are a very modern phenomenon. Yeah. Like five years ago, there were two spiced rums and then suddenly they exploded and now everyone brings out a spiced rum. So if you go into your local Tesco now or whatever, there are actually only two or three dark rums, two or three white rums, and there'll be 20 spiced rums. Yeah. So I know what you mean when it's like this more authentic. You you feel like you could have sort of, you could be on a boat in the 1630s yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to be on a boat in the 1630s, especially from the comfort of my pub. Uh, 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 um, 
but yeah, no, I just something about and all I just read. I mean, a lot of it is because I like it because I like the bottle. I like the bottle. I like white rum. Um, also, that sort of I like sort of to be. It's me being also slightly obstinate in a way, like a bit kind of contrary. I don't know why. Um, the same way that I never record gigs that I do on my phone. I like preferring white rum, but I actually do like it more. But I can't, I, these days I can't tell <laughs> what are my real preferences and opinions and what I'm just doing to be somehow difficult. But I don't know anyway. Um, so how do you record your gigs? Do you have a, like a court stenographer? No, I just never do. But I, 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 I just, I can't explain it. I just, maybe that's a bad example. But either way, I like, um, I like the label and I think it looks fantastic behind the bar <laughs> but do you have to be quite careful because 63 percent is one hell of a wallop well yeah also i quite like doing um shots of it i mean i don't know why i said also like that followed on <laughs> does that not burn more than it tastes it does burn a bit yeah but then you then you, then you can do that thing where you can like step around and go ah you know, like right. after you do shut up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh yeah, I know the, I know the thing you do. <laughs> so what's spirit number two? Okay. <laughs> you know, Jose Cuervo, the uh, tequila, the blue agave tequila, the one that's like a special. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I'm just going to write. I'm just writing it down. Sorry. 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 I, 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 I get so I get so antsy about not getting instant validation that I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking shots or sipping or shots and, si- and sipping? But no, uh, but yeah, sip. I think it's actually I like uh, tequila. I think it's quite nice just to drink with ice. Mm. So which is the what color am I looking at? Is it gold or is it the golden one? The golden one. So Jose Cuervo, a special gold resposado. Yeah. Here we go. I, it makes me feel quite up. Um, it gives me quite a sort of optimistic feeling when I when I drink it. Really? I can't. I don't know why, but I feel quite. Uh, uh, um, I think because it's it it's quite. I don't know why. It's quite a strange. I think it's quite a strange flavor. It activates some part of my brain that makes me feel quite optimistic. Right. <laughs> I like this. Your different drinks you've chosen t- tend to relate to different states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I have to say, Johnny. I'm I'm very much behind the the choice, but looking up on in my mind, it's got eleven reviews and it's only got two stars. What that from who? From from the general P. Oh no! It's described as the white lightning of the tequila world. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. So I've, I like that one. I don't, I've never. I haven't. I suppose I'm not really. It's like um, I'm not really like a, uh, a kind of a, a tequila head. I don't. I'm just. Uh... Someone said, "Leave it to the high school kids who don't know any better." Oh no, it's really damning. You've still got your jammy red root. Well, yeah, well, I think it's. But I, but the thing is, I got to be. I I couldn't. I could have. I like tequila, so I could have tried to find a better one. But they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have been honest because I don't. I've never had it. The heart wants what it wants. Yeah, I think it's fine. Just going to give you two more reviews. Oh, this drink is junk. And never waste your money on a tequila that's not 100% agave. <laughs> Jose is the cause light of tequila. Garbage for frat boys to get drunk on and oh, puke. No. I feel stupid Wait a second. Now. Is there a yawning emoji after that? <laughs> no, no, no. I not. feel like an idiot now. But, but No, I, but you mustn't. It's your choice. Yeah, but I, I, I would have chosen a better one, but I didn't know about it. Yeah, but also you can't like... You don't want to walk into your pub and see sort of 
heightened versions of the drinks you like just because you feel you want to be a certain person. If you like Jose Cuervo Especial, you like it. <laughs> you, know, you can't just go, okay, well, I like the sort of 20 quid bottle of tequila, so I'll I'll, I'll pick a thousand pound bottle of tequila. Yeah, that's true. You've never drunk it. You don't know what it tastes like. I don't. The most expensive rum I ever tried was absolute garbage and I had to chuck it down the sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you could mix it with Diet Coke and you're not meant to. And that's fine. But I drank it with Diet Coke. So sail on, Silver Girl. Okay. Well, <laughs> well folks, if, if you want to read further uh, about tequila in all of its forms, you could do well to head over to the Moon Underwater Pub Library as Robin sits there quaffing his pipe uh, on a, a fan-backed chair. Robin, the pub library. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Quaffing my pipe. Yes. Mm. I heard it called that before. No. Yes, welcome to the pub library in the moon underwater. And this week's a bit of a special week because it's our first listener submission into the pub library. And this is from Andrew Browell, and he wrote in to say, Hi chaps, I recently got back to London from a trip to Dublin with a couple of mates. As lovers of the black stuff, it felt more of a pilgrimage than a holiday. To be honest, we were a bit worried the Guinness wouldn't live up to our expectations, or more that it couldn't. Luckily, we were bang wrong, and it, and almost every pub we were served in, was the stuff of dreams. My personal favourite pub was John Kavanagh, known to most as the Gravediggers, because of its neighbour, Glasnevin Cemetery and we were served perfect pints by charming staff and stayed for several hours. It doesn't look like much from the outside, but it feels like home on the inside. Have a Google in your minds and transport yourselves. I was so taken by it that I actually wrote a poem about that afternoon in the Gravediggers. Have a read if you fancy. So this is Andrew Browell's poem, The Gravediggers. The Guinness was good that day. She was pouring blinders and word had got round. Half full by midday, rammed by half past, the gravediggers was a fine place to be. Ruddy red faces buried in black and white nectar, each with the same technique. Next round, at the half pint mark, saves the weight. Most were friendly, but one looked straight through me. Fair enough, I thought, ordering my fifth. The man's busy. Back at the table, I examined my drink. Noble cream, atop a gleaming murk. Each the same as the last, although I'd have to keep checking. Time passed. It'll be time for the next soon. The tide was ebbing, sea foam up the glass. Street lamps peered in. I'd been there for a while. How long was left? How long could I stay and drink? Time for one more. Thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> lovely ending there from lovely Andrew. stuff. I really like that. Some lovely lines in there. I like the street lamps peering in. And the tide ebbing, sea foam up the glass. That's, that's lovely. Brilliant. Yeah, that's lovely. I really like that. So thanks thanks so much for sending it in, Andrew. And um, yeah, if anyone else wants to submit or suggest books or poems for the pub library, please do write in. Very brave to submit your own poetry. Yeah. To a fictional pub library. <laughs> Johnny, do you write poetry? Mm, I wrote... Uh, well, I mean, I suppose... I don't know... <laughs> I mean, I think some of the bit there's some of the bits of comedy have been taken from longer things that I've written that are sort of poems, I suppose. 
Like I've got a vote, but um, you once wrote me a letter that felt like a poem for my birthday. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah can good. I read it out? Yeah, of course. Have you got I'll it? I'll just go and get it. All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember when you wrote this for me? Yeah, Johnny? yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it was in in. I think it was. I think it was two thousand and six. Oh wow! Oh, it's long. <laughs> it's a. It's this wonderful parchment that I've kept because it meant so much to me. What was the occasion? Was it it my birthday? birthday. It was in that pub that's got very expensive whiskey in it, but on Trafalgar Square. Not so less like um, Charing Cross, near Charing Cross. Where is that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Near the National Portrait Museum. Uh, The Admiralty. The Admiralty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I had to keep my table for ages because no one turned up and I was just sat there. Oh, 2015. Yeah, it might have been. I remember that. Anyway, this is the sort of... What would you call it? It's sort of like a... an invocation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) John, oh, John, thy eyes are fluttering science. Will you not title your autobiography The Clubs of My Youth? and make it about the youth clubs you attended, bloated by vain memory to shimmering kingdoms. Last night I noticed that your middle name is Jerusalem. I wonder if you've noticed this too and updated your passport accordingly. Is now a good, bad or average time to remind you that I quite genuinely own you 100 drinks? Well, one day the doorman will ring and say, Sir, Johnny R here, with a basket of pints and three more in the boot. John, oh John, thy eyes of colourful vitamins. As regards your recent trophy, will you not compare my soul? And keep it calm and satisfied, if only for an evening. Please. By the way, I only didn't cry when you sang that Queen song, because I was struck so dumb that I'd forgotten how. Robin did, though, like an absolute fountain. We should go to France sometime and learn their customs. I hear they've lifted the ban on wine, and now you can buy it freely and for very little money. John, oh John, thy eyes of hushed approval, will you not convert your sterling into francs by sheer tyranny of will and to no obvious advantage? A Brazilian man told me that at sunset all nature is in melancholy mood because we're all nostalgic for the lost paradise. So that's that cleared up. But be not melancholy on your birthday unless the word has exchanged meanings with cheerful. And so John, oh John, John Jerusalem Robbins, on your 33rd birthday... Will you not drink 33 halves, totalling around 16 pints, accounting for spillage and the spiteful ineptitude of central London barmen? In them is all beforehand dead and all tomorrow's dreaming. <laughs> well, lovely. So that would have been uh, 2000 and... Yeah, 2005. 33. No, what? 2015, right? 2015, sorry, 2015. Because yeah. it was, do you remember when we saw, when you did that Queen song, it was very emotional. Uh, it was at Edinburgh and it was when they do the karaoke. Al Murray was on drums, wasn't it? It's very Is hard to, right? to, to express how, how moving that was. <laughs> sang yeah. somebody to love. It was, inc- it was amazing. I mean, I know that you're a huge fan of David Berman on Silver Jews. Yeah. I think I can hear like some of his voice in, the, in that. Uh, and I, I was trying to, because th- I read Actual Air this year. Yeah, it's so amazing. Um, and I was trying to trying to describe what's so good about David Berman's lyrics and poems. And I think it's something to do with what we were talking about earlier about comedy, where John said that thing about it's something where it shouldn't be in, or what 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 was it you said? 
the, a lot of comedy is either something sane being offered into a mad world or something mad being offered into a sane world. Yeah, that's great. And it's really because I read a really good book about the uncanny, and this by, by by this guy Mark Fisher, and he says the uncanny is something where it shouldn't be, and nothing where something should be. Mm. And I think that's something that Dave Berman does because his stuff is so dreamlike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's about this weird thing where when you're dreaming and objects have this strange significance or are strangely transformed. Like he talks regularly about, well, he talks about it on, in one poem and in a, in a song about his, this idea of the indoors and the outdoors, about the corridors being the section of the indoors that's also outdoors. Yeah. Because you're sort of outside, but you're inside. In the corridor, yeah. so, but stuff like that always very uh, uh, sits very well with me. <laughs> but it's also really funny as well, and so like that's why because when we were talking about comedy earlier, I think you can feel that influence in your comedy yeah, yeah. as well. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it was very. Uh, I think yeah, no, no, yeah, for big, huge band. It's, uh, yeah, I really like actual. I really like uh, that. There's a poem I recommend. The poem called "The Homeowner's Prayer." Um, and self portrait at twenty twenty self portrait at twenty eight, which I remember reading and thinking, Oh, imagine when you're twenty eight, that's crazy to be that old. Uh, um yeah. The, I think I took yeah, definitely took an influence from because it's sort of sad, but not for no but for no reason that you can really express particularly well. <laughs> it's like it's like melancholy without having a sort of cynicism in it. And also, essentially, on one level, also totally meaningless, but then very meaningful. That's just everything that, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. Well, there we go. A couple of beautiful poems in the pub library this week. Robin, can we slide in Johnny's invocation to me on my 33rd birthday? Of course, yeah. Slip it in. Slip it in, yeah. Also, Johnny, that reminds me, you still got my copy of Waking Up in Toy Town. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. I think you've had it for 10 years. (laughs) I found a CD. I've, I mean, I've got all my CDs. I've got the Trainspotting soundtrack that I borrowed from someone in 1990. Well, when Trainspotting came out. Have you? The thing is, Johnny's the sort of person who's probably of the course of time I've known him had eight different phone numbers. Yeah. And the last two you've had, every the last two WhatsApp conversations have ended with me saying, have you got my copy of Waking Up in Toy Town? But you've changed your phone by that point. So it's like you're trying to avoid giving it back to me. You're you're on my phone as Johnny White 2018 because <laughs> you got a new number in 2018. I always get new numbers. I always get new numbers. Got to keep moving. Yeah, yeah, like a shark. Like a shark. Yeah, yeah, very much like a shark. In the manner of a shark. Yeah. <laughs> so Andrew's poem goes into the pub library, but the the moon underwater also has jukebox, Johnny, and Johnny, you're a musician and you're a wonderful consumer of music. So I'm so excited to hear what album you want to add to the moon underwater jukebox. Okay. Well, I want to add what I like to listen to uh, on uh, if I'm trying to kind of calm my spirit, um, which I do also like to do in the pub. Is uh, you know the guitarist Fran- Francisco Torrega, Spanish classical guitarist. Well, no. okay, Fran- the Francisco Torrega collection because that's like the best. That like that's the album. It's just like it's he did the um you know the Nokia music. Did a ding 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 a ding 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 a ding ding. That's from like a bit of guitar music, but it's very very very. Yeah yeah yeah. Did he get paid for that? I don't think so because I think he'd been. I think he probably died in the early part of the 20th century. So when Alan Partridge is reading his paper and he goes, 
Yeah, that's actually what's it, Francesco? Francesco Torrego. So it's Francisco and then Torrego T A R R E G A. I think, and it's it's very very. I recommend after this, if you're having a drink, put some on. This you won't regret the feeling that it inhibits. Not inhibits. What's the opposite of inhibits? Exhibits. It yeah, that it brings about in you. Yeah. Uh, so, what's it called? The album, the complete collection. Francisco Francisco Torrega collection. I reckon that's. I think that's the one I go for on on Spotify. My friend Dave Hawkins is really into flamenco music. He once said something which is, I found really funny. He said the fretless bass destroyed flamenco in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good friend. But it was everywhere in the eighties. Yeah, people were just putting fretless bass on everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, if you listen to Lou Reed from nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety, you'd think he had some sort of like mind disease because every <laughs> single album bass. is yeah. fretless bass, and on two or three of them, it works absolutely perfectly. Yeah, yeah. While on the rest, you think just use a normal bass, you absolute <laughs> wand. <laughs> it sounds like a sort of a kind of like a weird uh, horn. I was saying. It sounds like the bass player is trying to like be sexy. Yeah, I think is the problem with the fretless bass. <laughs> John Deacon only used one once, and he wouldn't know it. He, did he know it? Yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know. It's on thirty nine. <laughs> but Jack, Jaco Pistorius, who uh, who was who start you know began the fretless bass craze, is an extraordinary musician. He's amazing. But then it's like. It's sort of the, his legacy is unfortunate. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm going to listen to that as soon as we leave yeah, the moon underwater do. tonight as I cook my fajitas. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Mm, lovely. So we've got Francesco Torrega on the jukebox. We've got Andrew's poem in the library. But Johnny, you've got one choice remaining that will join Asahi Shipyard Pale Ale, Jammy Red Roo, Krabby's Alcoholic Ginger Beer, Ray and Nephew 63% overproof white rum, Jose Cuervo Blue Agave a special, or as it's been described in one review, junk. <laughs> um, but we're not we're not expressing that opinion here. Because there's no wrong answers. Uh, what's your wild card? Okay, it's gonna. You're gonna. You ask me that question. The answer you're gonna hear is Christmas mead. Mm. Now I had. You were there, John. I had Christmas mead. in in the Dagda with um, George Egg. Yes, you yes. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and 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 I and the one, the only one I could find. I. Th- I mean, I don't. To be honest, if I'm perfectly honest. I don't know who had made it. I don't know what brand it was, but I, I looked. I'm going to say li- the Lime Bay Winery, Lime with a Y, because that seems like the most reliable Christmas mead available. <laughs> um, but I found that absolutely fantastic. You know, I like Christmas and mead is sweet and delicious. And yeah. Try and express to some extent how much you like Christmas. I like Christmas. I, <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, I think. It originally wasn't. It, it sort of it's actually sort of been a bit of a curse in a way because when I was a kid, I sort of liked it so much that I'd, I'd worked myself up into a big. That, that it was over. That it was ending. So the, so I'd sort of faint on. I fainted on Christmas Day, 
due to worrying that it was going to be over. And then Boxing Day was like being in hell. It was like, it's like, like... <laughs> didn't you? What's the line of, about you do a stand up? You're saying to your mum, please stop it. Please ending. make it stop ending. Because I, I remember like pleading with my mum. So like, I was like, it's, it's, I can feel it sort of finishing. And that was like from 10 a.m. Um, I just look forward to it so much that on the way to, on the build up to Christmas from September, I devised a way of counting the weeks using these, doesn't make any sense, but they were em- I had loads of empty jars in my room. And I'd move them to different sides of the room. And And were they filled with your own urine? No, no. And it represented weeks. But for some reason, doing it made the time go quicker. Everything was about trying to speed it up so I could get... uh, Yeah, so I could get to Christmas. But then by Christmas, I was so built up into such a... And then after Christmas, I'd just endlessly wake up from nightmares. Well, not nightmares, but I'd wake up from dreams that it was Christmas Day. And then wake up and it would be like February, which is like... Again, a bit like being in hell. <laughs> but like, so for someone who I think like Robin and I is quite attuned to like social anxiety, surely Christmas is like the worst time of the year because you're, there's a lot of pressure on things to be a certain way and you're mixing with people who perhaps you haven't seen for a long time or you have complex relationships with. That aspect is, is difficult. And actually the experience of Christmas Day... Has variously been quite tricky. I, I just like the sort of I don't really know. I can't explain it. I just like the I, I like the I like the fact that everything changes, and I like the fact that everything moves towards one aesthetic, and it's one that I like, which is like twinkling lights and the promise that something's about to happen, and sort of magic and all that stuff. Like like, and I like the. And I I don't know. I just really like it. I think it's great. (laughs) Guy just likes Christmas. Give him a break, for goodness sake. (laughs) And we know what he's getting. He's getting a case of jammy red roux um, that I I don't think is available in cases. (laughs) So uh, you've got your Christmas mead, Lime Bay Winery. But now for our patron subscribers, there's a special extra treat If you would like to access Johnny White's Dream Pub Companion, you can head over to moonunderpod.com or patreon.com forward slash moonunderpod to contribute to the upkeep of this fine old gal, uh, the moon underwater. She creaks, she groans, but oh, how she replenishes herself anew day in, day out. Uh, There's also business rates, but don't get me down that hole because... The correct realm has not escaped some of the bureaucracy of the other realm when it comes to uh, business taxation on the high street. It's almost like they want the high street to fail. So please do uh, contribute by signing up on Patreon. And also, not only do you get Johnny White's uh, bonus choice, you also get the monthly bonus podcast behind the cellar door, advance access to live Moon Underwater recordings uh, and membership of the Moon Underwater Social Club. So for those of you who, alas, have decided not to put your money where your pints are, uh, we will see you back uh, for uh, the final two choices. But for our patrons, we now enter the combined realm. Hello, fans of Pub and Pint. I'm Jess Phillips, an MP and now for the first time, a podcast host. I know that the moon underwater is used to sighing for its letters. So I think you'll love my new podcast, that's all about writing letters. It's called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, 
someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. So with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy an episode of my podcast soon. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back, Patreon deniers. Uh, Johnny's pub choice took us all by surprise. And, you know, I I was very, very funny, but also quite moving. Um, So do subscribe on Patreon um, because we we need you. We need you. I love you. We are here. You're barred. Uh, Johnny, we've discussed briefly towards the start, about how we're all quite attuned to pub awkwardness or sort of the threat that may be within a pub from various arenas. You now have the opportunity to bar one thing or one activity, one behaviour from your pub. What's it going to be? Okay, I thought about this a lot and this sounds like nothing, but um, it's sofas. Mm. Oh, what a that's a first choice and a great one. I just don't. I just uh, they can. I don't know what I'm. Uh, you always sat down quite low. You have to lean forward to talk to anybody. And furthermore, if I'm on them for too long, I start to not. I start to think I'm not in the pub. I don't, I can't explain it. I, I like to be sat up and I don't know. Well, it's not unequivocally a pub item of furniture. I, I I'm not. I I think they should be. I think they should be. We should give the bath to the sofas. Yeah. <laughs> also. <laughs> pub sofa now and again someone's going to jacob reese mog it and just lie out lie down on it aren't they yeah yeah, yeah. no don't like that and that is not i just on. i just I, I don't know where i am i just feel like i'm it, it confuses me 
And you always have to sit up anyway. Yeah. To, to get your to, pint. Yeah, to get your pint. Because your pint's on a table. You're absolutely right. Because you can't lean back. Like, you have to sort of keep doing this. It's way better being at a table. I just think they're, they're not good. And I, also, I don't like they have a sort of hold over people. There's, just, there's like, I've got a lot of friends that when they see, they'll be like, oh, let's get the sofas if it's like the better option. Yeah. But it's actually worse, but it's sort of more appealing to some people for some reason. In my, in my opinion, it's worse. Was it you, or it might have been our friend Phil, who's who's just got an aversion of going to a pub or a restaurant when there aren't enough tables for a big groups? So someone suggests moving the tables together. Oh, I don't like that. That's probably Phil, but that, I hate that. That because I worry it just doesn't make sense. I think Phil once said, like, someone said, "Should we move the tables together?" And he, and he just left. <laughs> I- <laughs> That's that's I feel like that. Also, another another thing I really don't like is you know when you go to a table and it's res- reserved from eight pm and someone's like let's just sit there until then. Mm. I'd rather be dead. Like I, I can't <laughs> like the terror of someone like coming over. Not the terror. I don't mind that because I don't like reserved tables in pubs. Anymore. I don't think you should be able to reserve a table in a pub. I don't think you should be able to either. But the fact that you can't, I don't want any. I, I don't want my. I don't want to have. I don't want to wait it out and see. I just otherwise I'm just like worrying the whole time. Well, it's it's. I tell you what, it's a bit like that thing where well, you know when you have a reserved seat on a train. Yeah. Every time before I go on the train, I have an imaginary conversation in my head with the person who's sitting in my seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, "Oh, sorry, I think that's actually my seat." And it's like it's it's maybe happened once, and someone's just gone, "Oh, yeah, sorry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think mind reserved it. seats on a train. I have a real problem with reserved seats in cinemas. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I think it's first come, first served. Well, in the cinema? Yeah, the amount you want to see the film decides what good what seat choice you get. Because you end up in the swivel-eyed madness of sitting down in a cinema and someone walks in 10 minutes late saying you're in my seat. Mm. Like, sorry, mate, you're not here. You're not here. You're not here. <laughs> and... The thing with reserved signs in pubs, I hate reserved signs in pubs because the way that pubs often do it... Sorry, mate, you're not here. It's really good. I might just start using that for all yeah. sorts of altercations. <laughs> yeah. do, you know that's, do you know that there's a Mogwai song called We're No Here? Because I think it was a Celtic... I can't remember who was playing, but I think the crowd was shouting O'Neill and one of the guys in Mogwai, like their like nephew or something, thought the crowd was singing We're No Here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here <laughs> so good oh that's nice that's very yeah. nice but I mean there's a pub Robin and I frequent which will remain nameless and the only problem with it is when you reserve a table they just put a reserved sign right now that means if you're going in at 4.30 and someone has reserved that table from 7.30 there's a reserved sign on it so that pub is saying we don't want the custom of anyone on this table for three hours in order to save it for a group who are coming at seven. Th- it's madness. So I would rather it said reserved from 8pm because then until 7.59, you are totally within your rights to sit there as long as you leave it in a nice state. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I, d- I do think. I do think. Hurry up, please. It's time. Uh, anyway, sofas are a great thing to ban. That's one of my bugbears, is reservations in pubs. But Johnny, it's been such a treat to have you here in the moon underwater. 
We must meet in the other realm very soon. Absolutely, 100%. We need you to name your pub, because it's a pub of light shafts. It's a pub that's unequivocally a pub, and it houses Asahi Shipyard Pale Ale, Jammy Red Roo, which I will say in that voice every single time, Krabby's Alcoholic Ginger Beer, Ray and Nephew 63% Overproof Rum, Jose Cuervo Blue Agave Especial, and your wild card, Christmas Mead. Uh, your uh, jukebox choice is Francesco Terrega's collection. Your pub companion is a secret, unless you subscribe on Patreon. You have outlawed sofas, and that will be uh, a big favourite of any lumber areas uh, knocking around. Any lumberheads out there. Any lumberjacks. <laughs> but what are we going to call this place? Okay, so, all right, okay, so, so, here, here's what it's called. So, but let me explain after I say it. It's called Cachot's Folly. Cachot's French name, C-A-C-H-O-T. Hang on, hang on. Say that again. Cachot's Folly. C-A-C-H-O-T. Yeah. Z- folly, like mistake. Okay. I'm all questions and no answers. Okay. <laughs> so... I had some friends that used to live in the manor house uh, and they lived in the house. It was just like a normal house share with normal... It was quite cheap, but their garden was a whole reservoir. It was like, you know, the reservoirs near manor house. Well, manor house is one of the few few tube stations named after a pub, fun fact. Also, it's the only London tube station within the borough of Hackney. But anyway... Also, it's one of the two tube stations that's got all five vowels. Oh, there you go. Oh, this is good super. <laughs> yeah, Three yeah, facts. Yeah, bang, yeah. bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. But um, um, th- there's this big reservoir there. And their house um, was they lived in a, they had a weird detached shared house behind lo- like this big gate you got into. And their garden was a reservoir. So it's like really massive, obviously huge. It's like their garden had an enormous man-made lake in it, which is what which is the truth. And one of the housemates was this very nice French guy called Ben Casho, and he'd always try and build sort of things to like boats essentially. And there was a point that he'd try and sail out into the, and it would always go wrong. So they called the bit that he would always bear out from Casho's Folly. That's great. <laughs> and I like it because I like a pub name that has a potential mispronunciation. Because most people would say Cashot's Folly, I reckon. But there'd be like a real way of saying it, but then actually the mispronunciation will probably become the more headsy way of doing it. Right. You know how like de, be- de-, de Beauvoir, apparently the real way of saying it is de Beaver, like the proper London way. Like I like the I like somewhere that has a potential mispronunciation and I just think it's a cool uh, name and a nice image of someone continually attempting to do something that goes wrong. <laughs> I like how, well, Marlebone came from Mar. Mary Le Bon. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mary the Good. Yeah. I quite like how those things change over time. Yeah, same. And everyone seems to pronounce Marlebone slightly differently. Some people say Marilabone. Oh, yeah. Marilabon. You've got to take your cue from the uh, tube station announcements, I think. Yeah. What do they say? (laughs) Marilabon. They say Marlebone. Okay. That's what I think I, I say. But also I quite like in a world where you're constantly being someone saying fewer when you say less. Sorry, that's me, isn't it? I qu- no, well, Ellis does that as well. <laughs> fewer oats, less porridge. That's how you remember it. But I like it when there's something it's actually okay to pronounce in lots of different ways. Yeah. Big fan of that. Okay, so Cacho's Folly. 
Oh, I've pronounced folly wrong. <laughs> Casho's Folly is a great name for this pub. Well, Johnny, it's been a delight to have you here at uh, TMUTW. We need a song to play you out, a song from Francesco Torrega's collection. Yeah. Do I have to connect? What's your favourite track? What are the hits? Just track one, please. Okay, so this is the Nokia one. (laughs) Yeah, the Nokia one. I know the Nokia one if I heard it, but I can't remember exactly what it is on the album. I'm so sorry. Should I find out now? No, it's fine. To play out Johnny White from The Moon Underwater with Casho's Folly to take with him wherever he needs, it is track one from Francesco (laughs) Torrega's collection. Love it. Bye, Johnny. I'll see you so soon. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 